Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 42. So Brooke, today we're going to tackle a listener question about guilt. So Tara wrote in and she said, I have a suggestion for one of your podcasts. Have you considered discussing guilt at all? This is something I can quite often struggle with and I'm sure I'm not alone. And she goes on to say that there, she understands there to be the following types of guilt. So there's comparison guilt, the guilt of shoulds, deserving guilt or the guilt of deserving and the guilt of happiness. Um, and just to expand on that, so she says the guilt of comparison is the guilt that's caused by comparing your life to others. The guilt of shoulds is one where you get caught up in the idea of I should be doing this, I should be doing this, um, which she reckons is quite often stems from the guilt of comparisons. There is the guilt of deserving where someone feels they are not worth receiving X, Y, Z, which you and I have briefly touched on in a past episode. Mm -hmm. And then there's the guilt of happiness, which is one I'm definitely interested in hearing your opinions on because this is something I struggle with almost daily, which is, you know, the guilt of feeling happy when other people are not happy. So I guess where do we start? Let's start maybe with the guilt of comparison, which is the one where you compare your life to others and feel guilty because I guess you're not necessarily facing the same challenges as they are, which is almost, I guess, the guilt of happiness as well. Mm. I think they are all quite closely aligned. Like there's a lot of crossover mm. between all those different types of, of guilt. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a Catholic, uh, but I have enough. I was I was born I and raised and very strict Catholic, so yeah, <laughs> I I've got this in spades. You know, I but I, I feel like I could be. <laughs> You're basically Catholic. <laughs> you know, I I said to someone once, I think our kids may have been three and two or something. Like I was really quite in the thick of the really hard parenting, hard in terms of just the physical taxing nature of being up all night and, you know, feeding and all that kind of stuff. And I was, I said to them that my overwhelming experience, my overwhelming emotion of parenting is guilt. Isn't that sad? Yeah, what a sad thing to say. You know, and I realized at the time that it was sad, but it was absolutely true at the time because I felt like I was never doing enough. So this is like kind of the flip side of, of what you positioned with comparison, but I always felt guilty because I wasn't doing enough in comparison to other people. You know, I, I, I the comparison factor played into it for me when I looked at what Instagram mum mm-hmm. was doing or what blog mum was doing or what always has her hair brushed at preschool mum was doing <laughs> and I wasn't doing what I saw them doing. And that brought a lot of guilt and shame on me and it I, I, I'm not there anymore that that's somewhere that I've, I've learned to to pass because I understand that Instagram mom or blog mom or you know hairbrushed at preschool mom that like they don't their life doesn't look like that snapshot mm. and I understood once I understood that and learnt that neither does mine you know the worst snapshot of my day is not my day it's just a snapshot of my day so once I learnt to, to understand that, that whole, you know, comparison is a thief of joy kind of thing and move on, that stopped being such an issue. But I do think that there's a lot of guilt 
that can be kind of aroused in us by by looking at what other people are doing, comparing it to what we know of ourselves, and and seeing the you know the disparate kind of experiences there. So that was my my oh it, it's just it just makes me sad to think that that was that was one of the the overwhelming emotions of parenting for those first few years. But it was it was just guilt at being not good enough. So I think not good enough. The flips as a parent. Yeah, I think. It was just a, a, a sad, sad thing to, to kind of put out there, but that was absolutely how I was feeling at the time. And I think the other, the, like the flip side of that then was maybe more of what you were getting at, which was the comparison. I wrote a blog post about it years ago where comparison was sort of a two headed beast or two sided, you know, issue, whatever they're saying. Is, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like where half of it was making myself not feel enough you know I wasn't good enough as a parent as a wife as a friend as a anything but then the other side of it and the really toxic side of it addition you know you know also toxic side of it was if ever I compared myself to someone else and found them wanting (laughs) in terms of how I was doing a particular thing like both of those things are incredibly toxic destructive ways of viewing the world and I think they both bring about guilt because I would either feel guilty because I wasn't enough or guilty because I was saying I was doing something better when I had, again, no idea what anyone's situation or circumstance actually looked like. So I think once I, I learned about both of those those sides of comparison, it was a, a huge kind of release to not have to worry about that. And that was a big, you know, instrumental time for me in learning that you do you and that's fine. So I think that that's where my initial kind of thoughts went when we started talking about guilt was was that sort of two-headed beast of comparison. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of people feel guilt around around that comparison thing and around the parenting thing. And I don't feel a lot of guilt around either of those things. I'm not too sure why and yeah it's always especially found it interesting that I don't feel a lot of parenting guilt like I feel some like every parent feels some like when you can't be at every single school thing that they want you to be or every mother's day morning tea and at daycare etc I feel like a little bit of guilt around that but as a general rule like I don't feel a lot of parenting guilt but I do feel the guilt of happiness Mm. a lot um and the guilt of deserving like like why do I get to have these things when these other people don't and and we have that yeah we have touched on this previously can't remember what the episode was what were we talking about in that episode of whereas like because we can't oh I think it was a gratitude it was we were talking yeah. about gratitude and uh, I and I think what I identified my problem with gratitude being was the fact that the more I reflected on something with gratitude, the more I realized how lucky I was, the more guilt I felt at how lucky I was. Right. And which made me feel really uncomfortable. So, yeah, it's – I don't know where I was going with that, but it's more, yeah, the guilt of happiness I just – I find – difficult Mm. to deal with personally so I kind of feel like you you struggle with the guilt of comparison and that parenting side of thing and the parenting guilt well not struggle with but that's something that's kind of been more ever present in your life whereas mine has definitely always been that that whole guilt of 
I don't know that I deserve to be this happy or I don't know if I deserve these good things because not everybody's getting them. Right. Not, you know. Yeah, no, I can, I can understand that. And I, I think, I mean, I can tell that that's something that you really struggle with because I think it's come up just thematically in lots of our conversations, you know, and I think it's tied in with the idea of privilege and, and just happen, happening to be born where we were born to who we were born to and all those kinds of things. And you're, you're like, I can't. I can't take ownership of that because that's just luck. luck. It's just luck. It's just luck. And I think, and I think that that's the, the problem is that, like, to me, I'm that person that you work hard, therefore you, and again, I don't want to use the word deserve, but if you work hard, then good things should come your way. Mm-hmm. And if good things do come your way because of hard work, then, you know, they're deserved. But if good things come your way just because you've won the lottery of life, yeah, I find that difficult to process and deal with. And I'm, I don't know, and this is a definitely an overthinking thing. Um, it's funny, Carly and I um, re- recorded recently on Straight and Curly an episode about overthinking. And this is like the people who don't overthink and guilt is definitely falls in that overthinking category of like where you just tie yourself up in knots because guilt is so not a useful emotion. Like there's nothing... Unless you've done something really bad to someone. Yeah, I want to come, I wanna come <laughs> back to that because I, yeah. I had a – we'll come back to it, but I do, I do want to touch on that because I don't necessarily know that I agree 100% that there's nothing useful. There's nothing useful in guilt if it's like in these contexts that we're talking about, I don't think. Like there's, you, nothing is gained by feeling guilty about your good fortune. So I think it's really interesting, you know, I was talking to someone last week about, you know, anxiety and overthinking and I came to the realization that I don't think I do it nearly as much as I used to. And I've got to stop yeah. telling myself the story that I do because the things that I used to spend hours and hours and buckets of energy worrying about, I don't anymore. And I, I think it's kind of just this shift mentally into into a different kind of place, but I think, so going back to to what I was speaking about with parenting guilt, that's something that I probably don't really identify with so much anymore. It was more about where I was at at the time when the kids were that age and that was the overarching feeling that I had of those first few years of parenting. Now, not so much. Now I understand that regardless of who we're talking about or what situation, I can't be everything to everyone in every moment and I completely understand that and understanding and accepting that has pretty much allowed me to drop most of that parenting guilt. You know, I do my best in given the, given the constraints that, that we're all given. And I know that I do my best and I know that my best is good enough in most instances. And that's enough for me to not feel that sense of guilt anymore. Uh, and then I think with the, the guilt of the, the guilt of happiness, I think the way I kind of tend to view it is more, I would, I would, feel more guilty if I had this happiness or if I had these opportunities or, you know, this, this good fortune and did nothing with it. That's where you feel guilty. Mm. That's where you can feel guilty. I think if you're doing something with it, and for me, I, I like to think that I'm trying to make a positive impact in the world in a whole host of different ways. That means that I don't feel guilty about it. I'm aware of it. Like I'm cognizant of the fact that there are many people who don't have the opportunities that I've had. And that's through zero input of mine, more so just luck. 
And I think I don't feel guilty about that. I would feel guilty if I did nothing with it. Yeah, no, I Does definitely do yeah. agree. Yeah, oh, 100%. And it is, I think, what it, where I do come back to, and sometimes I just, then I start overthinking about it. Are you just trying to make yourself feel better, Kelly? <laughs> With, you know, is this, is this something that you're just saying to yourself? to make yourself feel better about the good fortune that you have. Probably, and, but like, and, and, you know, I think that's rationalization. That's like most of adulting. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so stupid because um, it's, uh, I made a note here where you said, you know, you've come to peace with the, your parenting guilt because you've realized you're doing the best that you mm-hmm. can. And that like, I certainly, as uh, someone with perfectionist tendencies, I've had to make peace with doing the best that I can. But what I've been finding a lot lately is that say if I have an argument with Anne, I had one this morning, whether I'm just doing the best that I can. <laughs> Line came out and then I started, you know, I sometimes say that and I go, Am I just using this as an excuse now? Like, where's the line? <laughs> anyway, um, we're straying. I'm, I'm, we're not weak. I am straying from the topic of guilt now and I'm spending too much time in my head. I think this is what guilt does to me. I spend too much time in my head as soon as I start getting caught up in it. And so that's maybe this is a good time to talk about just how useful guilt can be because I, I totally look at it as a, as a negative thing like it's just something that just needs to be gotten rid of in my head but that is because I personally only ever use it in a stupid way like I tend to not do things I feel guilty about right in a a proper way like I don't do bad things to people so therefore I don't ever feel the useful kind of guilt Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense I only feel the non-useful kind of guilt but there is useful guilt right I think I think so. Yeah, Ben and I are currently watching Daredevil on Netflix, and it's great, and it's nerdy, and <laughs> yeah. I love it. Is it better than Suits? I bet it's not better. Than I haven't suits. seen Suits. <laughs> you haven't seen Suits I haven't. yet. I think it's on Netflix, so I, I I think I'll have to. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, I'd like to because everyone I talk to is like, you should watch Suits. Everyone's watching Suits. Suits is awesome. So uh, it's on my list. But okay. I <laughs> I love like a dark. A dark TV show and Daredevil's fairly dark, but there's a whole heap of themes around like Catholic guilt and just guilt. You know, like there's a like a heavy religious undertone in terms of the fact that one of the characters is you know Irish Catholic. But the, he was talking to a priest yesterday, uh, and we were watching an episode yesterday. He was talking to a priest, and he said, uh, you know, I, I want like you know relief from this feeling of guilt that I have. And the priest said, well, guilt's not necessarily a bad thing. And my ears pricked up knowing that we're having this conversation today. And he (laughs) said, guilt is the soul's call to action. I'm like, Ooh, okay. And this obviously was in terms of this guy felt like, and was probably right in the, in the fact that he hadn't done enough in a particular situation, or he had told himself I've done my best when actually he hadn't done his best. And I thought that that was really interesting. And it's a very fine line because, you know, as a self-flagellator, I could absolutely (laughs) use that to beat myself up and go, you're just saying, like you were just saying, you're just saying that. That's just an excuse for not doing your absolute best. But I think there's a time when I kind of equate it to this pang. You get that pang in your gut when something's just not quite right. You know, you lay in bed and you run through your day 
and you think, did I spend enough time with the kids? You get that pang, you know, that, that like little burst yeah. in your gut. You're like, oh, I didn't. And it's not like an overwhelming guilt that stays with you for days and days, but it's that pang. And I, I find paying attention to that is actually incredibly useful because it starts to draw your attention to the areas where maybe you're just not quite putting the attention that you want to. And you're busy and you don't necessarily notice it during the day, but then you get that pang. Like, I haven't spoken to my best mate who lives in the UK for ages. Pang. Maybe I should pick up the phone and call her. Or maybe I should just send her an email and say, I'm thinking about you. Or, you know, I I do think that in some instances, guilt can point us in the direction of either the thing that we've put off because it's uncomfortable or the thing that really does deserve our attention and maybe hasn't had it. You know, it could even be just, I feel, you know, I, I didn't go to the gym this week. Pang. I should go to the gym. I made the decision to go to the gym because it's good for me. I made the decision to practice yoga because it's great for my mental health. Like, and I don't do it. And then I get the pang. Like, pay attention to that. You know, I think when it's almost baseless or based on comparison or based on overthinking, you can, you can afford to maybe just let go of it, get rid of it, let it be what it is and stick it in a box and, and don't think about it again. But when there's that that pang, I don't know. I, I do think that there's a usefulness there, providing you don't let it run away with your brain. Do you? Yeah. Does, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. I mean, that, no, that totally resonates with my brain because you know me, I like any unpleasant feelings, I tend to box mm. them up and put them away in the corner of my brain and don't deal with them. And that makes perfect sense to me that instead of just going, oh, guilt, go away, guilt, yeah. like actually paying attention to the fact that it's a message from my subconscious or my soul or and I do believe in souls even though I don't believe in high beings which is weird that's a story for another day <laughs> um, it's funny because I was listening to Ira Glass talking to Alec Baldwin on Alec Baldwin's podcast about that and whole thing and I was like yeah isn't it weird I don't believe in a higher being any higher being but I believe in souls and I believe there's a spiritual world how mm. weird is that and so yeah so when you say it's your soul it's the soul's call to action like that to me is really yeah that's a truth mm, it is like it, it, I think it is too you know and I think there might be a situation where We've spoken poorly to someone or, you know, not responded to an email or something like that. And that's a feeling of guilt that you you can kind of shove away while you're busy. But, you know, in those quiet moments, sometimes they, they come back. And I think that that is a, a, a message, you know, a, a, a moment to pay attention to because it's telling you that there's this thing and... You know, and the, I think the other thing is, though, even though it might just be a little thing, it might be an unsent email or like a snippy retort to a sibling or whatever it is. And you can say, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But I do think that those kind of things weigh on us internally as well, not just yeah. mentally, but also there's that guilty feeling we get in the stomach. And, and I have no like zero science to back this up, but I know <laughs> that when... You send that email, even if you know that it's way too late, even if you know that it's not going to be necessarily effective or, or embraced because you were supposed to send it a week ago and you didn't. But if you do it, and, and then I guess the argument could be, well, this is about you and not about the person receiving it anyway. But, you know, there is a release, a, a relief as well of, of not having that thing weighing on us anymore. So I do think that there's, 
something to be said for, for paying attention to those little things that we feel guilty about and making something happen or choosing to let it go. You know, saying, yeah, I left, yeah. I left that way too long. Learn from it, but stop feeling bad about it now. Accept the fact that, yes, I left that too long. I should have kept in touch. I should have sent the email. I should have made the phone call. I should have, I should have, should have. And just learn from it. So it in, in that way, it can also be useful. But I guess, like I said, that doesn't that then sort of flip it around and make it a selfish thing because it's about you and not about that person? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely see what, you know, how it can be a selfish thing where you're just like, I'm just going to do this thing just to make myself feel better. Mm. Um, But I do think that doing things that make us feel better is not a bad thing if it makes other people feel better too. So yes. And, and, and also things that give us peace within ourselves. And I think dealing with guilt um, is necessary to just give a bit of inner peace. And I just, you know, inner peace is always going to have some kind of, positive outer effect not just on us but everybody that we come into contact with on a you know on a daily basis so it's tempting to get caught up going am I only doing this to make myself feel better and therefore does it have less worth than you know are my intentions are not very pure here but yeah I always find it interesting what I get caught up overthinking and what I don't Mm. because then there's like Tara mentioned the guilt of shoulds yes which is for me not something I get caught up a lot overthinking, but I know a lot of people do. I think because I'm an action taker, so I don't get caught up thinking I should be, should be, should be because I usually am. You usually doing. have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think about the things I should be doing. I just do them. What but about the things that things- you should that that like they say you should be doing? You know, uh, I sh- like when we find ourselves, the language we use, we say, I should have, I should clean my kitchen once a week. I should have gone to the gym. Like it, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. when society tells us we should do things, like I should have a birthday party for my kid. I should say yes to that social engagement, even though we don't necessarily want to. I think that's the other side of the shoulds. You know, I think there's the self-imposed yeah. shoulds and then there's the <laughs> society-imposed shoulds and the way I guess the way I view that is is whose agenda is this should on if it's mine I can take ownership of it and go yep I said that and either I overcommitted myself and now I'm saying don't worry about it or I'm being lazy you know and either of those I can Mm. own (laughs) but then there's the other other side which is I should sign up for the extra PNC committee I should you know say yes to this thing I should be over here I should be over there none of which are on my agenda. They're responding to other people's agendas. And when it's when it comes to that, I'm learning, haven't got there yet, but I'm learning to not feel guilty about that. Because like if we're not if we're not stewards of our own lives, then who's gonna do it for us? Who's gonna who's gonna make those decisions for us? No one. And we'll turn around and we'll be 60 or 70 and, and realize that we made decisions based on what other people wanted of us, not what is best for us. You know, so I think that there's a there's almost, almost sort of two kinds of shoulds at play as well. Mm. I reckon that we were having this conversation in the Let It Be group on Facebook, which if you're listening and you're not in there, it's free to join. Just look up Let It Be. I think it's Let It Be Pod. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, so facebook.com slash group slash Let It Be Pod. And we were actually having this talk yesterday about, 
you know, feeling comfortable in your own skin and getting to the point where you don't care as much about what other people think. Because mm-hmm. I think the guilt of shoulds, a lot of that comes from having too much care factor about what other people think about you or wanting to be liked. Yes. So we do the things that we that people say we should do or we feel are expected of us because we want to be liked. And and I was saying like every um, – all my observations and things that people have said to me is it seems that people seem to get to around the age of 40 and just get – suddenly realise – Oh, it doesn't actually matter what other people think of me or mm-hmm. it doesn't matter as much as I think it does what other people think of me. Like it doesn't matter what the cashier at the local petrol station thinks of me. You know, it only matters what the people who are closest to me do. But it seems to be like because um, someone was in the group saying, how do I, what do I need to do to care less? And I wanted to be able to say just do this and this, but there isn't, it seems to be like, almost like a rite of passage that we seem to have to go through through adult life of caring and falling into the those shoulds and the guilt of shoulds and doing the things that we do because we should and then realizing what am I doing mm. I'm like completely overcommitted and I'm not looking so now I'm committed overcommitted helping people who are not that important to me and I'm ignoring the people who are super important to me, like, because it's usually your partners and kids that, well, certainly in my life, it's my partner and kids that miss out if I'm overcommitting to helping other people, you know, peripheral to our lives. Um, and I think it's only when you've kind of done that a few times over and that you kind of kind of make peace with the fact that, yeah, I don't have to give in to all these shoulds. And when I don't give in to the shoulds, it's good for these people that I love most and it's helpful to them and it doesn't matter if this person you know this mum from school doesn't like me as much as I'd like because she's not as big a part of my life as these people yeah does that make any sense (laughs) no no no, it makes it makes it makes perfect sense and I agree I think that I'm someone who's sort of gone through and continues to go through that at the moment you know that learning to not care so much and I'll be the first to admit that I'm not that great at it but I feel like since I've turned 30 you know the last sort of four or five years it's starting to come easier because I've started to really figure out what actually is important to me and who that is and what that looks like and the rest of it if it's not I get it's not as black and white as this but you know if you're you're either with me or against me kind of thing like you're either like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which do you is, feel like that's just where we end up? Like, do you feel like we all kind of hit a threshold at some stage and just go, oh, you know what? Exactly what you just said. Like, either you're with me or against me. And if you're against me, then I don't have time for you right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like you're against me in an enemy kind of sense. It's you're, you're just not here in this core of what I care about in this moment. So <laughs> like that your agenda is access to needs I don't I don't need to operate under your agenda because over here is my people or my thing or my core or my values and that's what I'm choosing to act in the best interest of and I do I think that it's just I don't necessarily think it's an age thing I think it's an experience thing and an mm. awareness thing and, a, and an openness to want that as well I guess because you know in some senses it's easier to make decisions when they're being basically made by other people there's less head space involved when you're just going along with what people want from you so I think in some senses it's it's easier to not have to go through this and to not have to 
worry about caring more or caring less. But it's, man, it's so much better. It's so much better when you just start caring less about about what others think and, and kind of being able to delineate between their agenda and your agenda. And sometimes they're going to be at odds with each other. And when that's the case, it's fine to choose yours. Like it's perfect. It doesn't mean you need to be a jerk. It just means that that's what you're choosing and, and you can stand straight, you know, shoulders kind of back and feel okay about that. And so do you think that that's the thing that links guilt in a, in a, in a general way is guilt is usually a response to what other people think, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah, uh, I think particularly in the, the kind of guilt that we've been talking about mostly today, yes, I think so. The, yeah, the kind of negative, non-useful kind of guilt yeah, is I think usually so. more linked to what other people think than or what we think other people think as opposed to and the, and the kind of good kind of guilt, the one that gets us in the gut and sends us a message, that's more linked to what we think of ourselves, do you think? I think I do. I think that that's, that's pretty, pretty right, actually. I think that there's tricky times where <laughs> like the pang in the gut and like the, there's an overlap and you're like, ah, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know if I should be rebelling against this or embracing it. But uh, I do. I think in general, I think that's, that's probably right. And I think it goes back to what you were saying about it, some of it being useful and some of it not being useful as well useful kinds of, of guilt man yeah what a- yeah well oh yeah i think i really like the quote because you know we like to finish on the quote i really like the quote from was it deadpool daredevil daredevil, daredevil <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a like, deadpool's a movie how yeah. are you watching Might a movie also be quite a different. <laughs> <laughs> probably um, be ruder <laughs> yeah but i guess like to kind of pull it all together for tara i i think like yeah the guilt where it's the soul's call to action. Let's listen to that guilt. Mm. The guilt that's not, the guilt that's the guilt of generally overthinking. That's the kind of stuff that you can probably safely set aside and not give too much of your attention to because it's not really adding anything to your life. Exactly. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag Let It Be Pod. Or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. Uh, finally, if you wanted or felt you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.